Hey everyone, this is Yosef Siegel, and welcome back to the AMM Torah Podcast. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we were able to record a podcast. Thank you everyone for your patience, and also thank you for your support. I appreciate uh, all the uh, letters and texts and uh, face-to-face conversations <laughs> from people uh, wondering where their podcasts were, where their weekly Torah were, um, and I appreciate the support. And we're back. Uh, this week we have an original Torah. Uh, from myself, something I came up with this week. I hope you enjoy it. Um, and while I did put out the regular written version of this week's Devar Torah, um, this week is really uh, a prime example of why I created the podcast uh, in the first place. It just gives me the opportunity that uh, even though the written version is pretty long this week, it's around 1,600 words, maybe 1,700 words, but uh, even in those 1,700 words, I was not able to express everything that I wanted to uh, the same way I was able to do in this podcast. Uh, this is the longest podcast I've ever done. The Dvar Torah itself uh, recording portion is around 25 minutes, so settle in. I <laughs> hope you enjoy it. Um, but uh, it just gets me very excited because, um, like I said, I, I created the podcast to be able to do long-form Dvar Torah and really give over uh, aspects of my thought process um, uh, and a little bit behind the scenes um, of what goes on in the Divrei Torah every week that I'm not able to include in the written version. Uh, so I hope you enjoy, and as always, I look forward to your uh, questions and comments. But without further ado, let's get into this week's Divrei Torah for Parshas Lechacha. So Parshas Lechacha is really the beginning of the entire Jewish people. As we're introduced to Avram Avinu, who really we saw at the end of last week's Parsha, but this is really the beginning of the story of, of Avram. Uh, or Avram, as he was known as this time. And, of course, Pasha Zechacha starts off with that famous commandment of Hashem to Avram, Lech lecha, me'artzecha, me'ladetcha, me'besavicha, al-artzecha, Go, leave where you are, leave your hometown, leave your people, and go out to this far-off place, which I will show you where it is. And uh, this is either the first test or one of the first tests of Avraham's uh, faith in Hashem, uh, to show that he was worthy of being the father of the chosen people of the Bnei Israel, and it's it's definitely one of the most famous pesukim uh, in the Torah. And this is really the pasuk that I'd like to focus on uh, for this week's Tvar Torah. If you look at the wording of the pasuk, it seems a little wordy. It says, "Lech lecha, Hashem tells Avram to leave me'artzacha from your land, umimoladetcha from your birthplace, umibesavicha, and from your father's house." And the question is, uh, what is the significance of these three places? Uh, really, quite frankly, what's the difference between these three places that Hashem's telling Avraham to leave each one? So I just wanted to give over my understanding of these three places and what comes out from this understanding. So the first is Me'artzacha, from your land. Now I understand this as the place that you know. And I'll explain that in a second uh, when after I explain umimoladetcha, because then you'll understand the contrast. And umimoladetcha, from your birthplace, is the place that knows you. Now, what does that mean? Me'artzcha is a town that you live in that you know the streets, uh, you know the stories, you know how to get around. Uh, you may have even lived there for a long time. You know the culture of the place, you know the customs. Huh? But that place doesn't know you. You're a transplant. Your family's not from there. So while you may know the place, the people around you may not know who you are outside of just knowing you. 
but your birthplace, Malanatcha, that's the place which knows you. Not only do you know it, it knows you. That you go there and you mention your name and who your parents are, and all of a sudden they know your parents and your grandparents and your uncles and your aunts and your cousins, and how this story happens with your family, and your family used to live there, and we used to hang out here, and we used to barbecue together, and we used to learn together, and we used to go to Shoal, and, and I taught your uncle and you look just like him and all these different things all of a sudden even if they don't even know you personally but they do know you personally because they know so much about uh where you came from so that's how i understand uh, and then i think is the most straightforward one it's familial support and in this case uh, it doesn't matter if the place knows you or if you know the place you can walk in to a town and automatically uh, be able to survive and thrive because you have somebody there from your family who uh, will help you out. You know, for example, if, if, you, uh, if you go to visit, uh, you know, a sibling in a far off place, that again, you know, if your sibling wasn't there, you'd never f- visit this town. Um, so, but by going there, you know you're going to be okay because they're going to take care of you even though you have absolutely zero connections there. So understanding these, we can better understand what Hashem is asking Avram to do. He's asking him to leave a place of familiarity, his, his town, uh, of nostalgia, of sentimentality, uh, his birthplace, and of support, his family, and to venture out on his own. But there's one problem uh, with this request of Hashem uh, based off of this understanding. At the end of Parshas Noach, uh, we're introduced to Avram's father, Terach, and we're given a little uh, introduction to Avram. We learn that he marries Sarai. Uh, We learn that Sarai cannot have children. But also, very importantly, it tells us that Terach took his family, including Avram, including Sarai, including Lot, his uh, his, uh, grandson, Avram's nephew, and they left Orkastim to go towards Eretz Canaan. Let me read the whole Pasuk. Uh, this is Perikud Aleph, Pasuk Lamed Aleph, at the end of Parshas Noach. V'yikach Terach as Avram beno. Terach took his son Avram, v'yas Lot ben Haran ben beno, and his grandson Lot, uh, the son of uh, Haran, who was Terach's son, Sarai Kalaso, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, Eishas Avram beno, the wife of his son Avram, v'yitzuitam, and they left with them, me'orkastim, from the town of Orkastim, heading towards the land of Canaan, and they arrived at Haran, and they settled there. And then the, the, the parsha ends in the next Pesach, Terach was 205 years old, and Terach dies in Haran. So we see that at the end of the parsha, uh, Avram is with Terach in Haran, and then... At the, end, at the beginning of Parshas Lachacha, Hashem tells Avram to leave. The problem is that Hashem tells Avram to leave Artscha. Great. Um, we know that they lived in Haran for at least a little bit because the Pasuk says, Bayesh Vusham, which we know later on by Yaakov means that they were there for at least a year. So let's say it was Artscha, and it's definitely Besavicha because he's leaving behind uh, his extended family, even though he's taking um, Sarai and Lot with him to Eretz Yisrael, um, he's leaving his father. Obviously, there is uh, some other family uh, there, right? Um, so he's leaving that familial support. The problem is, he's not leaving his birthplace. Or custom is his birthplace. And the Torah actually says that. If you go back even a little further in Parshas Noach, in 
it says, Haran died, which was Terach's uh, other son, the father of Sarai and Lot. And we're going to get into that story later on. Uh, continues the passage, In the land, Molotato, right, the land of his birth, right, his native land, but or kastim in or kastim. So we see that or kastim was mimolatacha. That was the birthplace of of Avram. So when Hashem asks Avram to leave his birthplace, he already left his birthplace. He's in Haran. So what's Hashem asking for? That's the first question. And if you go on in the next few psukim, another question comes up. In general. The Torah only tells us ages of people for historical context. Uh, for example, if we can tell you that a person was born in year X and they were this old when they died, right, and when uh, they had a child, this is how old they were, then we can figure out uh, how long a historical event was, when it began, when it ended. We can tell you how long uh, Shibud Mitzrayim was. We can tell you how long the base of Mikdash was around. That is the reason the only reason why the Torah gives uh, ages for historical context. So if you look over here in Parshas Lachado, it seems to be doing it uh, for no reason at all. Uh, Pasuk Beis and Pasuk Gimel, again, we read Pasuk Aleph at the beginning, that's where he tell, Hashem tells Avram to go. Pasuk Beis and Pasuk Gimel are uh, descriptions of how great Avram is going to become. And then we get to Pasuk Dalid. So Hashem finishes speaking to Avram. And then the Pasuk says, Vayelech Avram, Avram went, Kasher diber love Hashem, uh, as Hashem spoke to him, Vayelech told Lot, Lot went with him. And then the Pasuk ends, Vayavram ben Chamesh shanim v'shivim shanah b'tseso mecharan. Avram was 75 years old when he left Haran. What at all is the point of telling me how old Avram was? What difference does it make? Why is it significant at all? And furthermore, why do I connect how old he was to his leaving Haran? It's one thing if you want to tell me Avram was 75 years old when Hashem spoke to him. You know, this is the first time the Torah says that uh, Hashem spoke to Avram. So there could be historical significance to the fact that uh, this was the first time that they spoke to each other, you know, face to face in a manner of speaking. Um, but in terms of his leaving Haran, how, what do we care how old he was when he left Haran? So those are my two questions over here in Parshas Lachacha. And I want to begin to answer these questions in a classic uh, Jewish fashion by looking at the end of last week's Parsha and asking questions on, over there. So Parshas Noach ends uh, very similar to Parshas Bracious with a listing of the generations uh, in Parshas Bracious. It was from Adam to Noach, and Parshas Noach ends with the ten generations between Noach and Abram. And it basically works the same way. It says this person uh, was born, they lived this long, they had a son, uh, this is how long they lived in total, then they died. And then it goes into the son. They had a son, this is how long they lived, and then they died. And it goes like that uh, for several generations. And then all of a sudden, it gets to Terach, Avram's father. And we get this whole story. <laughs> we get this whole story of uh, Terah having three children, um, and then Haran dying, and Or Kastim, and then Avram and the third son, Nachar, getting married, and then Sarai can't have kids, and then all of a sudden Terah picks his family up for seemingly no reason, moves, is supposed to go to Eretz Canaan, but for whatever reason gets stuck in Haran, and they settle there, and then Terah dies, end of Parsha. What, what do we need this whole story for, Right? Do, do we need to tell you that Avram was in Haran and that's the 
explanation at the beginning of Parsha's Lachacha, why he's not in Orkastim, I think the Torah can figure out how to get Avram from Orkastim to Charon <laughs> with the, some other way than giving us uh, six extra psukim uh, of the story of Terach. It just doesn't seem, you know, what's the reason for bringing these psukim? Furthermore, Rashi over here on the last Pesach in the Parsha gives a very confusing, brings a very confusing Chazal. The Torah tells us that Terach was 70 years old when Avram was born. So we know there's a 70-year age difference. And then it tells us that Terach was 205 when he died, meaning that Avram was 145 when Terach died. Now the problem is that the par- Parsha's Lechah tells us that Avram was 75 when he left Haran, meaning that for the last 60 years of, of Terach's life, Avram was not around. So first Chazal asks a question. They say, why does the Torah kill off Terach here at the end of Parsha's Noach when he doesn't actually die till probably the end of Parsha's Lechacha? If not already in Parsha's uh, Vayera, actually. Yeah, it would be the end of Parsha's Vayera, now that I come to think about it. And the Torah explains that in order that people wouldn't realize and wouldn't say that, oh, Avram didn't do Kibbut of Aim for the last 60 years of his father's life, and that's disgraceful. So in order to protect Avram from embarrassment, the Torah kills him off before Avram leaves. Now, I said this is a confusing Chazal, and there's two reasons why, why I'm confused by it. First of all, as we said, the Torah has been following a pattern since the death of Adam, right? That we started off, this is how long the person lives, this is their kid, this is how long they lived, and then they die. Then again, this is how old the person was, they have a kid, this is how long they live in total, and then they die. It doesn't take the order of events into account. It doesn't say that, oh, all of a sudden, Adam only died at the end of the third generation or fourth generation or whatever it was. Right? Misushalach, who was the longest living uh, human being in history, according to the Torah, um, died in the time of Noah. But it doesn't say that. It says that he died six generations earlier. The Torah doesn't give uh, attention to the actual order of events. It just focuses on the chronological history. So why should it be any different here by Terach? Why are Chazal all of a sudden confused as to why Terach dies seemingly out of place in, uh, in history? And secondly, you know, if the Torah wanted to hide the fact that Avram left Terach with 60 years left in Terach's life, um, it did a very poor job of it <laughs> because four psukim after it says how old Terach was when he died, Pasuk Dalit in Parsha Zachacha says that Avram was 75 when he left Haran. So if you just turn the page, or not even, it's, it, in some Chumashim it's probably even on the same page, right? you, you just do some simple math and you realize that Terach was still alive. So if the Torah wanted to hide this fact, it did not do a good job of hiding anything. So I'd like to propose something um, which I'm not 100% sure if I can do, but <laughs> it makes a, a lot of sense. So I'm going to go with it. And this will uh, answer all the questions that we have. What if the command from Hashem to Avram of Lechacha did not occur chronologically at the beginning of this week's Parsha, the beginning of Parsha's Lechacha? What if it occurred at the end of last week's Parsha? And basically, before Terach leaves Orkastim, Hashem tells Avram to leave. It makes perfect sense. 
Hashem tells Avram to leave his hometown. Why? Because at that time, Avram is still in his hometown. And what happens? Avram goes to his father and says, Dad, I'm sorry. God told me I got to go. I got to go. I apologize. And Terach says, you know something? I'm going to go with you. And the Pesuk can go on and tell us that Terach uproots his whole family. He heads towards Eretz Israel. And for whatever reason, he stops in Khar and he doesn't go further. And then Avram goes further on. And I think, I think the reason why the Torah goes into a whole explanation of Terach's life story is to explain what actually prompted uh, Terach to go with Avram. There's a famous medrash, uh, which is brought again by Rashi uh, at the end of Parshas Noach, but it's a, a very well-known medrash that really everyone knows um, that explains why that might explain why Terach left Orkastim. Avram, as we know, was the uh, first monotheist, or in a, first monotheist in a long time. And uh, he was going around uh, teaching people about monotheism. And the Medrash explains that at a certain point, he, his father um, was selling idols, and Avram went and he destroyed all the idols. So Terach uh, brought him to the evil king Nimrod, who you know, was obviously, as the king, was in charge of all of Zara. And uh, they get into a debate, and Nimrod can't defeat him, can't defeat Avram. So Nimrod throws him into a fiery furnace, and... By Anais, Hashem saves Avram. Now, at this point, and many commentaries also say um, that this was the first Nisayon of Avram. This was the first test that Hashem gave him to test his faith. But at this point, uh, I think we could say that Hashem uh, has seen that Avram has the potential to become the father of Jewish people. And Avram has fully accepted the authority of Hashem over the world. And Hashem says, okay, Let's get this show on the road. We have to start the process of having the Jewish people come into existence. And in order to do that, I need you, Avram, to leave or cast him and to go on your way towards Eretz Yisrael to make that happen. So perhaps, you know, Terach was an idol worshiper. He believed in the idols. But after seeing this whole story with Avram, perhaps he was convinced of the truth of Hashem. And then when Avram comes to him, to tell him that he's going to Eretz Israel. Not only does Terach agree to go, it seems according to the Pasuk that he led the way. Because again, if you read Pasuk Lamed Aleph, it says, Vayikach Terach is Avram Beno, that Terach took Avram, and he takes Lot, and he takes Sarai, Vayitzuitam, Mayor Lelechas Arzakanan, to go towards Arzakanan. And then for whatever reason, which I don't know, they stop in Charan. And, uh, and Terach decides to, to settle there. And that's what it says, Vayeshusham, like we explained, that it means at least a year, but that they settled there. So really, this whole set of sukkim, this whole set of sukkim here in Parshas Noach, is a credit to Terach. It's showing us that at the end of his life, after living a life of idolatry, he accepted the word of Hashem and was actually willing to go and leave everything behind as well. Not just Avram, Terach was also willing to leave um, and to, and to go out to fulfill the command of Hashem. And Avram was supposed to leave Beis Avicha, um, and then all of a sudden his father says that he's going to go with him. <laughs> but, but of course, that doesn't end up happening, and Avram uh, has to go out by himself. And, and that's what happened at a certain point. 
they were settling in Haran. They were there for at least a year, according to the wording of the Pasuk. And at a certain point, Avram says, okay, I have to continue on because I have to fulfill the will, will of Hashem. So he, uh, he goes to his father and he says, you know, dad, I have to go. And his father says, all right, I'm not going. Why? We don't know. But Terach decides to stay and Avram keeps going. So at the age of 75, he leaves Haran to continue on the way to Eretz Yisrael, taking his wife, taking his nephew, and leaving his father behind. And that's why the Torah mentions Avram's age, because this is the significant moment in time. This is the time where he actually left to fulfill the word of Hashem. This is when he starts his journey of Lechacha, because now he's actually leaving Beis Avicha as well. It's not just Artzcha, it's not just Mulatatecha, it's also Beis Avicha, and now he's really beginning his journey, and that's why this is a significant moment. And that's why it's also specific, uh, his age is specific to his leaving Haran, because Avram had begun his journey earlier by leaving Orkastim, but he, but he had stayed with his family in Haran, and now that he's actually continuing and fulfilling the command of Hashem, of also leaving Beis Avicha, of, of actually going towards Eretz Yisrael, uh, at this point in time, he's 75, and that's why the Pasuk connects it together. And this will also explain uh, what Chazal mean that the Torah hid Terach's real uh, death date from us. They, would, could, they were concerned, they say, that people were going to think that Avram didn't do Kibbut Avayim. Nothing could be further from the truth. Avram honored his father a tremendous amount. This was supposed to be Avram's journey. God comes to him and says, Avram, you got to go. And Avram's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go. Right? I'm going to follow God. And he goes to his father just to say, Dad, I'm leaving. And his father says, oh, I'm coming with you. And not only does uh, he allow his father to come with him, his father takes center stage. This is supposed to be Avram's show of faith over here. right? And it says, that Terach takes Avram along. And the interesting thing is that later in the Pasuk, um, it says that Terach took Avram, Lot, and Sarai. And then it says, Vayetsu itam, that they left with them. That both of those words are plural. Which probably means that Lot and Sarai left with Terach and Avram. Right? So we see that later on in the Pasuk, uh, we are giving Avram credit for this journey. But in terms of how the Pasuk starts, it says, Vayikach Terach. And for whatever reason, Terach didn't get all the way, but Av- and Avram had to keep going on and, and fulfill the word of Hashem. So, so, so what Chazal are actually telling us is that it's not just picking kibbut of aim, you know, out of, air, out of thin air. Avram did fulfill the mitzvah of kibbut of aim. And even though this is exactly what the Torah normally does, it kills off a person out of um, historical, uh, out of, even though it's not in the proper historical order of events, it's important to note over here that, that Terach died at this time, and while the fact that Avram left Terach uh, during Terach's lifetime is not exactly hidden by the Torah, the fact, that it's, the fact that it's not written explicitly, the fact that Terach's death is not written explicitly right by um, where Avram leaves is important for us to note. So I, I know this is going on for a long time, but I just want to say two more things uh, before we finish. The first one is a proof, uh, I think, to this vart. If you go back to Parshas Lachacha and look at Psukim Dalad and Hey, so Hashem finishes his speech to Avram, and then it says, Avram went 
uh, as Hashem spoke to him, and Lot went with him. Avram was Avram Right? Avram takes his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all their property, and all the souls that they made in Charan. They went to go towards Eretz Yisrael, and they got to Eretz Yisrael. So if you look at Pasuk Dalad and Hay together, it doesn't seem to make sense, right? Pasuk Dalad says, Vayelech Avram, that Avram went, and Lot went with him. And then all of a sudden, Pasuk Hay says that, Hash- that Avram takes Sarai and Lot, and they go towards Eretz Canaan. Well, hold on a second. I thought that Avram already went. And I think the explanation is that at this point in time, when he's leaving Charan at 75, which is what Pasuk Dalad tells us, at this point in time, Vayelech Avram kasheti love Hashem. Avram went the way Hashem spoke to him. What did Hashem speak to him? Hashem said, you're going to have to leave your family behind. And Avram had not done that until this point. And he's doing it now. And then it says, Vayelech Lot. What's the significance of Lot? Lot didn't have to come with him at all. Why was Lot even in Charan? Lot was in Charan because Terach dragged him there. And at this point, Lot is deciding, no, Avram, I'm not staying behind with Terach, which he could very easily do. It's his grandfather. There's no reason why he can't stay behind with him. He says, no, Avram, I'm following you. And they leave Charan, and then the next Pasuk says that Avram took all of them, similar to Terach taking all of them. Uh, Avram takes all of them, and they go towards Eretz Canaan, Vayavo Eretz Canaan. The one difference is that instead of getting stuck in Charan, like his father did, Avram actually gets, at the end of the day, to Eretz Yisrael. And the last thing I would just like to answer is, is uh, why, so why would the Torah do this? Why would the Torah write this out of order? If what I'm saying is true, then just put Pasuk Aleph in, Pas- in Parshas Noach and, and solve all these issues. It would make it a lot simpler. And I think the explanation is that, that the Torah is here to tell us a story of Avram. And the story of Avram starts in Perak Yudbeis with his leaving Charan to go towards Eretz Yisrael. The story of Terach is not coming to teach us about Avram going to Eretz Yisrael. In fact, there's no reason for us to know about Terach at all. Right, we could just know that Avram ended up leaving from Haran to Eretz Israel, like we said earlier. The Torah is giving credit to Terach, that at the end of his life, and Chazal say that, that Terach did uh, tshuva at the end of his life. And this is where we, maybe this is where we see it in the Psukim, that Chazal are, show, are giving credit to Terach, excuse me, the Torah is giving credit to Terach um, for this life decision that he made to jump on board and follow his son Avram and, and get to Eretz Israel. Why he never made it, I don't know exactly. But but that's why that's the story of Terach. It's not it's not about Hashem talking to Avram. Then we we close the story of Terach. We end the Parshas Noach, and then we get into Parshas Lachacha, where we discuss uh, the entire story of Avram getting the command from Hashem, following the command from Hashem, and starting the process of the Jewish people. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. For any questions, comments, or to subscribe to the email newsletter, please email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H at gmail.com. The email newsletter will give you updates for Amem Torah, as well as the written version of the Dvar Torah in your inbox, along with an MP3 download of this podcast. The podcast is also available on iTunes. Just search for the Amem Torah podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. Please check out the blog itself, Old Ideas for the Modern Mind.blogspot.com, where you can get the written version of this week's Dvar Torah, as well as the archived versions of the previous eight years of Amem Torah Divrei Torah.
please check out my website, hashkofahandbook.com, where this podcast is hosted, and learn more about my book, Reality Check, A Handbook of Hashkafa. And finally, please check us out on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash and on Twitter, Twitter handle at amemtorah. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and have a great job.